And good morning and welcome to BSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Miner. It's Thursday the 11th of May. Uh, good morning, Paul. How are you? Good morning. Thank you. And just getting through that Microsoft update as usual, which comes on Wednesdays and Sundays. <laughs> well, I, I, I give up the computer sometimes, but don't worry, we'll all have AI soon and we'll actually be able to sort it all out for us. We won't actually have to think at all. Um, fantastic. <laughs> anyway, now look, yesterday we said take your shorts off. Um, and I don't mean uh, literally the, the clothing. We said take your shorts off the lithium stocks because um, uh, the lithium price was turning around and it looked like the stocks had done pretty much what we had predicted at the beginning of the year. Uh, and of course, overnight, basically, we've seen that that was absolutely the right call. Uh, we've seen Alchem and uh, Livent, if that's how you pronounce it, uh, merge to make, I think it's about the world's third largest lithium operator, isn't it, Paul? Well, it's not that it hasn't merged yet. That deal won't close until the end of the year, per the statement they put out yesterday. But it is going to be within the top five. There's no question about that. It would uh, the merger of the two would uh, result in a company with about uh, uh, 1.9 billion in revenue, uh, U.S. and about 1.2 billion in EBITDA, um, and about uh, 26 percent of the Alchem shareholders will own the combined, or 56 percent, I should say, of Alchem shareholders will own the combined company. 44 percent uh, going with Livent. So, uh, yeah, will be a big uh, elephant in the room for uh, uh, lithium production for sure. No, I think what it is, is, I mean, people have got to wake up to the fact that something is really happening here in the transitional energy space. Uh, and there is a complete change in the outlook for some of these critical and battery metals. Um, you know, it's an area where generalist people just don't focus. They need to. It's also interesting, you know, I, I speak to some of these American investment banks. They all claim they're experts in transitional energy. You know what? Not one of them are. And the reason is basically because they don't do the whole value chain. They don't look at the mining end. They just think because they understand solar and wind power, they must be experts in transitional energy. No, American bankers, you've got it wrong. You don't understand it. It's just that you're American and you think you do. Anyway, sorry, that was a bit of a rant. Uh, we, 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 we better move on. Uh, let's uh, actually let's just talk about um, a client that we're really quite interested in at the moment, which I think you've, um, you, you rather like because you saw them at one to one, Paul, which is Millennial Potash. Yes, what would you like to know? Well, whatever you want to tell us. Millennial Potash, uh, TSX listing that didn't list list that many months ago, really. Uh, but uh, it's the same uh, team uh, that uh, brought uh, Millennial Lithium to great fruition for shareholders. And before that, uh, Alana Potash before that. So it's a uh, realm, uh, the potash realm and uh, the uh, salts, uh, brine salts uh, or something, evaporite salts or something management knows very well over the years. Uh, millennial, this uh, play on the TSX, uh, Gabon uh, is the uh, uh, license area, uh, coastal Gabon in uh, Africa uh, is where they have uh, uh, known resource uh, to be present as evaporites in the subsurface. This year's drilling where the camp is just being opened right now uh, will be to reconfirm the uh, historic uh, drilled mineralization and get new sample as well it is very big it will be uh, most likely a in-situ leach operation where you simply pump uh, hot water down into the uh, potash bearing uh, 
units uh, within the formation and dissolve the salts and pump them back up. So it's uh, something that's already done across the world in uh, Canada, the United States and Russia. So it's not new technology and it has a very low um, ESG um, uh, impact. So it should come off very well for Millennial as they move the project along. I love it, sort of pump and dump. Anyway, um, this is a management team that has a track record of getting taken over and creating shareholder value. So um, if you are happy on the TSX, buy Millennial Potash. Now let's move to uh, another TSX stock actually, which we follow quite closely, which is Largo. Uh, they are one of the uh, a vanadium producer. Uh, they had Q1 financial results, didn't they, Paul? Yes, they did. Vanadium producer in Brazil. Revenues were well up 35% on a year-on-year -year basis to 57.4 million, but so were their operating costs, uh, up even more than that uh, at $46 million versus $29 million uh, a year ago. And that's the uh, translates to a, a vanadium pentoxide equivalent to cost of $5.15 versus the former cost of just under $4 in Q1 of 2022. And that resulted in a slightly reduced net loss in the first quarter, but it's a little bit disappointing for me that there's any net loss at all, given the grade of the, the deposit uh, that they have in Brazil, which is, uh, as far as raw materials concerned, pretty much the best in the world. So why are they having a loss of 1.2 million this current quarter? Cash provided before working capital 8.2 million, which is up 42%. And total volume of the vanadium pentoxide sold was 2,800 tons for a 28% increase. So I would like to see much better um, a capital performance, I think, uh, here, as I think most shareholders would. Yeah, and uh, we shouldn't forget that, of course, uh, the reason we take an interest in, in vanadium, vanadium pentoxide, uh, vanadium electrolyte, is it all goes in vanadium flow batteries, where Invinity Energy Systems is the leading commercial vanadium flow battery in the world, and we think it has a fantastic opportunity. Um, Larga itself is obviously trying to uh, break into the vanadium flow battery and the vanadium rental business with an ETF and Sprott. Um, I would say struggling in that area slightly, maybe just stick to mining vanadium and let, let these battery specialists do the battery part. Uh, my advice to you, Alberto, if you're listening, uh, you know my number as well. Uh, okay, finally, let's actually talk about one that actually really caught my eye, Paul, uh, and goes a little bit back to what we were saying about lithium, but that is Andrada, uh, Andrada Metals now, as it was called Afritin, changed its name because it's got a big uh, lithium deposit in Namibia right next door to its tin assets, but they've appointed Barclays uh, Bank as a corporate advisor to help um, discussions that are taking place on their lithium assets. What's your view there? Yes, that's right, and they do have more than one uh, lithium recurrence uh, of significance there as far as property positions are concerned. Uh, not only the uh, tin uh, production operation right now, which is in fact hosted within the uh, uh, tantalum lithium pegmatite, but also two other properties in the not uh, so distant vicinity to it in northwest Namibia. So 
It's been uh, hiding there in the background the actual size and potential of the lithium resources that uh, Andretta has, and now it's just a question of the marketplace. The market timing, I think, is uh, uh, right for them to get best uh, value for shareholders on uh, the way that they uh, go about monetizing these assets, whether it's by joint venture or direct sale or or just exactly how uh, they will um, uh, go about uh, bringing these uh, lithium resources, which as yet aren't at DFS stage otherwise uh, to fruition. Well, again, Anthony, if you're listening, uh, I may be giving Barclays Bank a call later on. Um, so we'll just see. Watch this space, as they say. Uh, I think we we'll call it a day there, Paul. Thanks. Got other things to do. Uh, we've done more than our five minutes. So we'll speak again tomorrow. We'll see you then.